You're going to meet a lot of people in your life, many, but there's going to be a few meetings, not that many of them, that are going to be high stakes meetings that could completely change your life. When it comes down to these meetings, if you do it right, your life changes. If you don't do it right, it's a missed opportunity. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to prepare for a high stakes meeting. So I have 14 points here I'm going to cover with you, but the first one is very simple. Anytime you're having a high stakes meeting, you got to be thinking about the other person's desires, needs, and frustrations. And at the same time, meaning if I'm going in and I'm meeting with a big insurance company, an investor, a client that's a $20 million client, a $10 million client, you have to think about their situation and get access as much information to them as possible. And knowing when you're dealing with high stakes meetings, it's typically ran by somebody with a lot of ego, and you have to know that people are driven typically by three different things. You got greed, you got fear, and you got saving face. If any of those things are not in the right place, you could potentially hurt this meeting's chances of going the way you want it to go. So, but if you're going in and you're thinking about them, how can I speak to their needs? How can I speak to their desires? How can I speak to their frustrations that I can bring that need for them? And at the same time, I respect the fact that people take action based on free, you know, based on fear, greed, and, and saving face. I'll make my proper adjustments. Next point to be thinking about is when you're going into a meeting, don't act, be. Let me explain what I mean by this. I, I am at a position right now where a lot of people wanna have high stakes meetings with me. They come and sit down with me. As somebody that's done tens of thousands of meetings and sit downs with different people and I've met with some of the most random powerful people in the world from different spaces, I know when someone's acting and I know when someone's being. There's a big difference. If you've seen the documentary with Zlatan, if you don't know who Zlatan is, he's a very famous soccer player, I think 37, 38 years old. He just signed to go back to AC Milan. He played for Galaxy for a while. There's a part in his documentary, which is very powerful. Here's a young 16, 17, 18-year-old kid that's about to go sign a massive multi-million dollar contract, and his manager is sitting next to him. And they have this clip in the documentary. You know what he whispers to his manager? He says, hey, what's the matter with you? Why don't you act like you belong here? His manager's in his 40s, 50s. This is a young teenager telling the manager, act like you belong here. When you look at Zlatan, he is. He's, he is who he is. He's not acting. This is who I am. If you're having a high-stakes meeting, don't go in there trying to act like somebody else, hoping to impress somebody. People can read through the BS. Be who you are, the way you are. Be who you are. Present yourself in the best way possible, but be who you are, and the other person's going to appreciate it, especially if it's a real high-stakes meeting. Next one. I'm big on doing a lot of research. Uh, I'm big on doing a lot of uh, uh, preparation. So even this morning, I had a call with uh, probably one of the most powerful figures in the Iranian community around the world that's very well known. Everyone knows who this person is in this community. Some love him, some hate him. We had a 90-minute conversation with him this morning. You know how many pages of notes was taken? You know how many pages of notes has been read? You know how many articles has been read? Just because I know when he's on with a general, a colonel, and a PR person, and I'm having this conversation with these folks, I have to be ready when I'm having high-stakes meetings. I see a lot of times people who have high-stakes meetings that life could change for them. They just kind of go and winging it. They spend 10 minutes in an interview. They spend 20 minutes in an interview. And look, I've been on the other side when a 23-year-old salesman, I'm about to sit with a client that could make me $100,000 a commission, and I'm winging it. You think that person's going to do business with somebody that's winging it? Absolutely not. So when you're going in, do research 
and prepare. Because the other person is going to think like this. They're going to say, let me get this straight. If this person did this much research and preparation to meet with me, what is he or she like if we do decide to do business together? They're going to be this diligent about their work. I want to do business with somebody like this. You gain credibility with them. So that's the third point. Next one, be prepared to have an opinion with weight behind it. Sometimes when you're sitting with high stakes people, they may ask you a, a random question. So what do you think about what's going on in America today? You cannot say a lightweight answer, you know? So what, do you, what, what are your opinions? Let's just say you're meeting with the stock market and somebody says, so what are your thoughts about what Ray Dalio says with uh, some investment philosophies. If it's in that space, you better have an opinion for it. You can't give a general opinion about it. But at the same time, you can't give an opinion with disrespect because you may disrespect a side that they lean towards. Remember, saving face. So you got to give your opinion without disrespecting everybody. But you got to have an opinion with some weight behind it because typically high stakes meeting people ask weird questions. They don't ask regular questions because the, the reason why they ask weird questions, they want to find out the character. What's your character? What are the values and principles, principles of you as a human being? You, you, you ought to be ready for that. Next is respecting sensitive issues that may arise. Meaning, if I'm sitting with somebody that I'm doing business with, I have to be sensitive to know who their enemies are. I have to be sensitive to know what issues affect their business, their company, their family, their certain belief system that they have. And you have to give a lot of respect to the sensitive issues. You step on the sensitive issues, you lose the deal. It's very simple, by the way. If you had a camera on a lot of the meetings, you can predict when the sale was lost. Very simple when a person goes like this, or a person goes like this, or a person starts watching TV, or a person steps away, you lost them. This, this, this meeting's been already lost. You have to figure out right a way to respect those sensitive issues. So when you're preparing on a sheet of paper, before you meet with them, da, 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 you're writing all this stuff down, what are the potential three to five sensitive topics that could come up? Boom, 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 boom. Great, I'm gonna respect those, respect those things when they come up. Look, I totally respect your position when it comes down to this. I understand why you would have a feeling like that. Totally respect it. Having said that, here's an area that we can talk about when it comes down to this, and I feel I can bring value in this area, and you can kind of process it there, still giving them respect for those areas. Next, have three to five questions ready to ask that are the right kind of questions. You know, if I'm, if, 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 a, if you are a, a Chris Wallace and you are assigned with the job to moderate the first debate between Trump and Biden, okay, that's what his assignment's been. Chris Wallace is the first to moderate the debate between Biden and Trump. You know what he's doing right now? He's making a list of questions to ask both of them. He's calling to find out who would give him feedback and advice on what questions to ask. But he's got a list of 100 questions on paper. And then you know what he has to do? Cross them off and come out with the best 20, then cross the 20 up and come out with the best 10, then cross the 10 up and come out with the best five, then cross the five up and come out with the best three, and then have the one question. The one question, that's the main question. You got to look at it the same when you're meeting with a high stakes person to have that kind of processing in place as well. Next, avoid flattery. A lot of people want to say things like, oh my gosh, you're so amazing. You're so this, you're so that. People are accustomed to that, and they actually high stakes folks are not really looking for flattery. Flattery. They know the difference between a compliment and a flattery, and the difference is when you're explain when you're given a, a compliment, and if you can unpack it, there's weight behind it. I, I don't know if this makes sense. Let me explain. You know, I really respect the decision you made to do this, this, this. Here's why. It was very challenging time when you stood your ground and you do this. You had a lot of opposition that didn't agree with you. And in today's times, it's very hard to find people that are willing to stand up because 
the media is pushing back, and you could have gotten a lot of negative, you know, uh, uh, effects from this from the media, but you still did that. I have a lot of respect for you for doing that. It's not easy to do nowadays. There's weight behind the compliment I've given. It's not flattery. So if you are going to compliment, avoid any form of flattery. Next, anticipate the other party's concerns. So again, you write things down. Remember how earlier I told you needs, frustrations, desires, and, you know, fear, greed, and, you know, saving face? This is their concerns. So the concerns may be, I think the person is going to probably bring up X, Y, Z. Okay, great. I think this person's a conservative investor. They're probably going to be worried about the market and election. Know that the election is going to come up because this person's got $3 million and they're thinking about rolling over the $3 million and they're worried about the current elections and they want to roll over the money with you post-election. How do you address that concern, right? Make a list of all these concerns. You know what? I am thinking about listing my house, but before I say yes to you, I don't know if this is a good time to sell it or it's better to sell it later on. And then you have to be able to say, well, John, you know, I understand one of your concerns maybe whether you list the house now or we wait post-election. Let me give you an idea why this is a good time for us to get started to list the house. Your house is a $1.5 million house, and I think you can get probably $1.5 to $1.6 million house. The comps on the house down the street that sold 1.8 to 323, you know, Pennsylvania Avenue, okay, that one sold for this much. This one sold over here. When it comes down to buyers in your market, they're spending money right now. If you had a $350,000 house, I may advise you to hold off a little bit for another couple months. But now when it comes down to 1.5, you see what you just did? You address the concern, you address something that could come up and why they ought to think about it. And they're sitting there saying, okay, fair, I was thinking about that. Now you took that one out. And one by one by one, you can do that if you're having these high stakes meetings. Next, create an outline. Outline of points to touch. Okay, when I go into my meeting, first we're going to talk about this, then this, then this, then this, then the closing is going to be this. But have an outline. If you have the outline, say you have a folder that you're carrying with you and you open it up, you can write your outline at the top of the paper. It's not like they're, they're going to see it or even if they see it, it's a way of being prepared. You simply write it. For many years, I used to do two, three, four, five presentations every week in front of people. My folder would have my five to seven points and each story that had to do with that point every single time. And I would give that message out and the audience would say, okay, this is when you tell this story, this is when you tell this story. It was so prepared and then eventually I didn't need this anymore because I was ready to do it over and over and over again. Have an outline prepared when you're giving this message. Next, role play the meeting several times with the role played with a friend, a spouse, a business partner, somebody that can role play the meeting. They say this, I'm gonna say this, here's how I'm gonna open it up, here's what I'm gonna do over here, but role play the meeting. Next, 11, ask trusted advisors for feedback to keep in mind prior to the meeting. Remember how I said Chris Wallace, if he's conducting the debate and he's moderating a debate between Biden and Trump, he's probably gonna call all his friends and say, what question would you ask? And he's gonna ask questions both on the left and the right and the middle to see who's gonna come up with the right questions and topics. How should I ask this properly? He has trusted advisors. You ought to have some trusted advisors to get counsel from as well. Next one is put yourself into the best possible frame before the meeting. You don't want any negative uh, uh, meetings. I had a rule of thumb. If I ever ran a sales meeting and one of my guys was you know, assigned to speak to the audience with the customer, clients, everybody else was instructed. I don't want any negative news to go to the speaker. Leave the speaker alone, get him whatever he wants to drink, whatever he wants to eat, whatever puts them in the best mood to be ready for the meeting, do that. The same thing you ought to do with yourself prior to a big high stakes meeting is make sure you're mentally in the right place. Second to the last one is build a reputation for over delivering when you do have high stakes meetings. For example, you know, if we invite General Mattis to speak and General Mattis doesn't do a lot of speaking engagements, 
But General Mattis is being invited, and Washington Speaker's Bureau contacts him and says, listen, I think you ought to consider this one. Who have they had in the past before? They had President Bush. And I got a handwritten note written on the wall here by President Bush. He makes one phone call. Hey, uh, President Bush, I'm being invited to speak at this com company over here, and I know you did a speaking engagement for them last year. What was your experience like? It was incredible. They treated me royally. We came in. We left. Everything was organized. These guys are pros. Perfect. 98% of the time I say no, I'm going to say yes to you. Why? There is a reputation. When the late Kobe Bryant agreed to come and speak at our event, you know, we had Kevin Hart the year before, and Kevin Hart was treated royally. That experience of over-delivering in anything you do. I write a book. Your next five moves. Pat, why are you promoting your book so much? Because I spent five years writing this book, and I'm very comfortable promoting a product that I've spent so much time on. I'm not uncomfortable selling this. You know, so when people send me a letter and they say, Pat, it's a USA Today bestseller. It was a number one uh, Wall Street Journal bestseller. Number one Wall Street Journal bestseller? If there's any list you want to be on, it's a business book. You want to be on Wall Street Journal. So it's not only a Wall Street Journal bestseller. It's a number one Wall Street Journal bestseller. This is great. And it's in Toronto Star, so it's now an international bestseller. You, have you, do you realize how many people have bought the audio? Nearly 20,000 people have bought the audio book. And let alone the copies here translated. Now it's going into Brazil and Portuguese and Mandarin and all this other stuff. I'm not surprised. Not from a cocky place. I over-delivered with this book. I've never promoted a book. This is not the first book I've written. I've written a few more. You've never seen me pro promote a book the way I promote this book. Why? Because a lot of time has been put into to this book, Your Next Five Moves. The same way, whatever business dealings you do with people, if you create a reputation of over-delivering, people want to do business with you over and over and over again because they all talk to each other. And last but not least, same thing we did today in this meeting that I had earlier this morning with this uh, 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 Iranian uh, uh, figurehead that we had a conversation with today. At the end of every meeting that I have with a high-stakes person, the meeting ends with, what is our next five moves that we have from this meeting? So one, uh, uh, I owe you, boom, 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 boom. Two, uh, your team owes me, boom, 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 boom. Three, uh, uh, you're going to make an introduction to me to John and Bobby, and they're going to give me this. Four, I will get back to you with a day to do this. And five, you were going to send me something to look at that's a letter written from the 1980s that you want me to take a look at. Did I miss anything else? No, you got it all. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. I look forward to the follow-up. You see how that works out when you do this? Everybody walks away saying, okay, clear. I know what I got to do. I know where I'm going next. This is how you prepare for a high-stakes meeting. Again, this is something I can speak about for hours to really get into the details of these. And if you're somebody that's watching the same path, this was very useful. I kind of want more of this. No problem. I have a sales course. that You never hear me promote the sales course. You have a sales course I shot. It's nearly three hours of content. It's my sales system that I teach to 16,000 agents over the last you know, 10, 11 years. I've been teaching this since 2002 is what I've been teaching. But over the last 10 or 11 years, well, my specific company, if you have any interest, for the sales system. It's the course is called the Vault Academy. You can go below to click on the link of the Vault Academy uh, 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 to get this content on how to be even better in the sales side. You can do that. And on top of that, if you want to get more content on this, on the specific topics of negotiation, I did another video titled 14 Common Negotiation Mistakes. If you've never uh, watched this video before, click over here to watch this. If you want to learn about my PBD sell system to purchase, go click on the link below in the uh, this description in the description uh, below, and you'll find it. And if you've not subscribed to this channel, please do so. Thanks for watching, everybody. Good luck on your next high stakes meeting.